Everybody's good? Everybody's good? Everybody's good? Everybody's good? We're, we're, I'm waiting till the lights come down a little bit on top so I can see you. I'd like to be able to see you. Let's try something. Hey, Neil? Hey, Neil. Would you hit those lights we were talking about? I want to see something. I want to check out, see if you guys are okay with this, see if you can see well enough. He's going to shut the side lights off. That way we're focused right here. So much nicer to have you all right here. So much nicer. I can't even tell you. Now, now put it back up. We had to check. I didn't even let you vote, did I? You're not going to. We found early on in ministry that if we let everybody vote, all we do is have fights. It's the truth. Title of the message, Oh My Soul. <laughs> I've got 20, I think 23 scriptures tonight, so I didn't even let them put them up because they couldn't have kept up with me tonight. So all I'm going to be doing is reading the word to you, basically. I, I think that's, well, I better leave that alone. Second Thessalonians 3.13 says, Don't grow weary in well-doing. Your life is a very interesting thing, folks. Ken Gobb, if you miss Ken Gobb, oh, let me just say shame on you. Can I say that without con condemning you? He had, he had the Ten Commandments, his Ten Commandments. And when he said Ten Commandments, I said, oh, Ken, don't, don't, don't preach law here. Well, they wasn't law at all. Uh, his Ten Commandments. One of them just touched my heart. And uh, Our mind, our will, and our emotions is everybody here. I don't care who you are, is where you battle. There's, I mean, if you could get this thing straightened out, you'd be in good shape. And none of us can. He's got to do it for us. But in Psalms 23.3, it says, He restores my soul. He restores my soul and then in psalms 138 3 it says in the day when i cried out you answered me and made me and made me bold with strength in my soul 3 john 2 says beloved i pray that you prosper in all things and be in health as your soul prospers so just those few scriptures talking about your soul where your soul is your mind your will and your emotions and, and where your soul goes, where your mind goes, is where you're, you're going to go. That's just the way it is. And it affects every area of your life. What you think, and we know this, and you hear this a lot around here, but it's, it's like the Holy Spirit said, no, go over it and go over it and go over it. Because every one of us falls short when it comes to our thought life. And we, we allow it sometimes to direct us. It affects your physical body. It affects your relationships with people because when your mind is not at peace, when your soul's not at peace, you'll say things and you'll do things that you wouldn't ordinarily do, and it causes problems. Well, then that causes problems because your soul thinks on those problems and you spend time on the problems. Uh, there would not be a marriage fight here if everybody would just leave their head alone. It's like when you when you got tension in the house, just unscrew your head and set it off the side for a while. You'd be better off, I guarantee you. Your attitude's different when, you're, when your soulless realm is, is, is up and you, you're not at peace in your soul. You know, God's, God's plan for you can be lost in the midst of your emotions. 
Emotions are wonderful when they're properly in place. But if you allow how you feel to direct your day, to direct you when you wake up in the morning, you're going to be a basket case all the time. And you're going to live in a life of drama. And you're going to live in a life of trying to change in everybody around you when the problem is you have chose to, to go there. The problem is, is, is your problem. The battle's in our mind, and we know this, and we, we've talked about it so much. Uh, one of Joyce Meyer's best set of teachings was the battlefield of the mind. And it's so true. Proverbs 25, 28 says, A person without self-control is like a city with broken walls. Now think about that. Your mind has got to have walls. You've got to be at the place where you're not allowing the wrong stuff to come in. You've got to be in a place where, well, Nehemiah 2.5 says, what it says is he, he asked permission from the king if he could go rebuild the walls of the city. He had heard, if you don't know much about Nehemiah, he had heard that the city was just, it's kind of like Ukraine now. Every, every door is open. Any enemy can come and go, and they're fighting from every area, and they've got cities surrounded, and things are going on. Well, Nehemiah got word of his home area that was in disarray. The gates were burned out, and people could come and go, and the problems come and go. Everything in the Old, everything in the Old Testament is a foreshadow of, of Jesus Christ. Well, he is the one that takes care of our mind, our will, and our emotions. We try to do it. But that's, you, you can't. You've got, you've got too many open gates. You've got too many things you watch on TV. You've got too many things that you're around. You allow, you allow this stuff come in, and we can't stop it anymore. It's so much that you couldn't, you'd have to go in a cave. There's so much coming in, the gates are wide open for most of us. So we've got to learn to, to be like Nehemiah, and we've got to fight this on a continuous thing. It got to the place, and it talks about it here. It said, Nehemiah 4, 17 and 18, it says that they worked with a sword on one side, and they worked with the other hand on the other. They had half of the people that was on construction. Half of the people quit construction, and they just did nothing but fight the enemy that's coming in. And the others that were working had a sword ready in one hand while they worked with the other. We... We have got to live that way with what's going on in society today. We have got to, we have got to recognize the battle that's going on. There's, Bailey won in this area. I think Bailey won the state. Did he not, Doc? Did you keep up with that? Well, Bailey's a good conservative man that wants to change what the schools are teaching and wants to make changes. Already today, they're already advertising and lying about him. That's already today. That's hit, that's hit the media. Already today, they're lying about things that he did not say, things he did not do. We, the gates are open. So we've got to be at the place where we take and we find out what we believe and we know what the Word says and we find people in, in, in the political arena between now and November, we find the ones that stand for this and then no matter what they say, we've got to close the gates. We've got to be like Nehemiah. But, well, how do we close the gates? We close the gates by what we think about. We close the gates by the doors that we leave open. We, we can't allow the inroads just to be wide open. We can't have interstates coming into our mind. If you're sitting every day and watching the news two or three times and you're always on it and you're always talking about it, you're going to be in trouble. 
because you're never getting, the inroads are wide open. And we've got to be at the place where our soul is, you're never going to be at peace. I caught myself looking at everything and seeing everything and it seemed like I was talking to everybody about it and, and I would come around to where God's got it, but why even bother talking about it? God knows tomorrow. I, a lady, yesterday we were voting here. We had three, I think two or three precincts we do here. But a lady come in the wrong way and she walked down the hall and I said, are, are, you, are you voting for the Communist Party? Just teasing with her. And she looked at me and she said, why no? I can't believe you said that. And then I realized I went too far. So I laughed with her and we talked about it and everything. But that's where her mind was at. Well, you, if you're living there, your soul is not at peace. If you're living there, you're not happy with what's going on in life. And you've got to come place to recognize the walls. We have got to be like Nehemiah. We have got to battle to keep from. Proverbs 4.23 says, guard your heart above all else, for it determines the course. It, folks, this is scripture. I'm not making this up. And if this is the only scripture we had, listen to what it says. It says, guard your heart, your soul. That's your soul there when you look it up. Guard your soul above all else, for it determines the course of your life. What are you going to allow this thing to think about? What are you going to allow this thing to be fed with? How, whatever, if you feed, the, if you got two dogs and two pins and you feed this dog the best, guess which one's going to be the strongest? It's the same with us. Whatever we bring in, whatever, if, let, let's say, let's say you're, you're hooked on something. Let's say you've got something going in your life that you know you shouldn't be doing, but it's got to be like I had on Dr. Pepper. I had to force myself not to stop and get a Dr. Pepper every night after work. I, I mean, I, I would drive by, I almost turn around and go back. That was just Dr. Pepper, and I've got a whole lot of things I've dealt with. But that's just the example of the pull. That's the same thing when you start thinking about something that you know, the Holy Spirit's saying, what are you doing? You don't go there. Well, I'm mad at my husband, I'm mad at my wife. You just keep spending time in that wrong soul realm and you'll just really give your peace of mind. And all that will do is make everything worse in your family, worse in your life. God has got to do it for you. You've got to do. It's like, it's like the walls in Jerusalem would never have got put back up. The gates would never have been rebuilt unless they did. But you've got to do what the Holy Spirit tells you to do. You've got to follow the leading of the Holy Spirit and know that he's going to take care of you. We've got to recognize that we've got walls we have to deal with. And to do that, you've got to come to a place of, okay, I'm going to make decisions. And, and that's why I've got so many scripture, to recognize that we've got to guard our heart. It says that. And then <laughs> once the enemy penetrates the walls, folks, they're in. And they're, they're harder to deal with then than ever. And the Bible tells us that, that when you remove a demonic force, if you don't put something back, then it's going to come back in. The gates are still open, and it's going to bring seven more, more powerful than the one that was there. So we've got to be at the place where we've got to slam the door and get them out, and the ones that are there, we have authority to tell them to leave. That's that choice you have to think about. That's that choice you have to talk about. That's that choice you've been given to go the way you want to go, but we've got to recognize, there's, and there's no condemnation in this, it's just an absolute fact we are responsible for this temple. 
And we are responsible with our thought life. And we are responsible to keep the walls up. We, it says bring every thought captive in 2 Corinthians 4. Every thought. It doesn't just say that because it sounds good. It says that because we have to. And we have to practice it. We've got to work at it. I Personally, I've been through enough to know that if I do what I'm preaching tonight, it makes it my, oh, my soul. Everything's better. It'll be all right. It'll be okay. Somewhat, somewhat discouraged about my son's situation. And then in the middle of today, at 2 o'clock, a lawyer that was with us seven years ago from Springfield called. Hey, Ron, just been thinking about your family. How, how's Chris doing? How's your wife doing? How's that, that, that? You think that didn't help here? But you know why that came here? Because I'm learning to get the rest of it out and opening my heart to what God's got going. His timing is always perfect. And you know, when you, when you, you get to where you just don't know what to do, what to do, that's when you go, God, I can't. And he says, I know. When you're weak, I am strong. And I don't care what's going on. I think one of, the, one of the best examples is your little granddaughter. What they have went through and you guys have all went through. You can only deal with that if you give it to God. And you don't, and you don't dwell on the way it could go. Especially at the very first. And even now, she's got major things with her heart. Everything's good, but it's still not right. So anything that's going wrong with you, personally, quit meditating and thinking on it. And quit going on the internet, because all that does is make you think more. You've got to be at the place where you trust God in everything that's going on, but you've got to convince this. What's Romans 12, 2 tell you? Be transformed by the renewing of your mind, your soul. How do you get transformed? By living in this word. Folks, listen. This is your only hope. This is it. Because everything in here is true. And everything he's done for us in the New Testament is yours. And that's what we've got to start speaking over our lives and finding out who you are in Christ and staying there. Every time you feel depressed, you go back to who you are in Christ. Every time the enemy speaks to you about something, you go back that you're made righteous. You continually work on it. You, it. When does it stop? Never. Well, it will stop whenever we're out of here. Then it's all perfect. That's why everything's going to be so perfect in heaven. Because you're not going to have all the junk to think about. All you're going to have is good to think about. I mean, you may cry. It says no tears, but I think it's talking about those tears of sorrow. I think we're going we're gonna to be laughing so hard and having so much fun, we're going to be crying all the time. You all have laughed so much you've just bawled. That's coming. But that could be more right here than we've got if we would just learn to take every problem and give it to God and let him think about it. He already knows my tomorrow. He already knows situation. <laughs> situation. I was with, tied up with Ken Friday, Saturday, and, and Sunday, and Monday. I never even given them a pool of thought. Well, I'd let the chlorine go empty. It's a perfect frog pond now. It is so green. It is so green that you can't see three feet down. It is so green. Matter of fact, I've got one of those vacuums that run around, you know. I dropped it in, and it just disappeared. 
But, you know, I just went. There's a time that just would have, and there's no sense going there. I'll just try to do what I can do. I've tried now since Monday to fix it. It looks just as bad as it did Monday. I've read what to do, and I thought, there's no sense thinking about this. I'll just dump some chemicals in it, and we'll just see what happens. There's nothing I can do about it. But life is life. <laughs> you say, well, why did the algae get in there? Because I didn't take care of it. It wasn't the devil. <laughs> and a lot of times in our lives, we have things happen, and it wasn't the devil. It was just us. And sometimes it's somebody else. But you've got to control where you're going. And you've got to recognize that I've got to be transformed and recognize he's got this. It says in, it says in Joshua 1.8, meditate day and night. Well, the, I remember the first time I read that, I thought, yeah, there's no way I can do that. But I'm finding that that's what I've got to do. Spend time in the Word. Spend time all the time. Pray in the Spirit all the time. When I'm not talking to somebody, I need to be praying in the Spirit and talking to Him. I need to, be, I need to spend time. When I've got things going on in my life, I just need to give them to God. I, and you don't beg God for anything. You don't have to beg God for anything. You just thank Him. One of the things Ken said that I so agree with, you thank Him for everything He's promised. You thank Him for meeting our needs. You thank Him that everything's going to be all right. You thank Him. That's faith. That's what faith is. You, but, but you don't think on the, the negative all the time. We've got negative, but we've also got faith, and we just walk with faith, and we, we trust in him. Psalms 1, verse 2 and 3, meditate day and night, be like a tree planted by the water that brings forth fruit. How do you get that fruit? You have it. See, you have it. You just have to know that it's there. You've got to trust it. You've got to believe it. Proverbs 4, 23, keep your heart with all diligence for out of it come the issues of life. That's the soul. Luke 6.44 says, a good heart, from a good heart comes good stuff. From a bad heart comes bad stuff. Let's say it again. From a good soul comes good stuff. From a bad soul comes... That's the way it is. And when you th read that, you think, well, that's, that's those people that's doing evil things. No, that's all of us. If we don't keep our head on right, we're a problem. For everybody else and ourselves, I mean, we're self-destructing and don't even know we're doing it. The only reason a person's going to commit suicide is because they've spent too much time with the problem. To where the problem gets so big, they can't even see their way out. That's why you don't go there. You continually go back to God and trust in Him and know it'll affect you physically as quick as anything. But see, we... We don't have to say, oh, my soul. We can say, oh, my soul. Everything's going to be okay. Lord, you've got this, and you're going to take care of this. It's going to be okay. Proverbs 18, 14 says, the spirit of a man will sustain him in sickness. Proverbs 14, 30 says, a sound soul or heart is life to the body, but envy rottens the bones. If you allow your soul to get to where you're upset with people and you're walking in unforgiveness, it's going it's to tear your life up. It's, it's going to get you. I, I, can't, I, can't repeat, I can't preach that enough. He's got you. I, I, love, I love Proverbs 17, 22. A merry heart does good like a medicine. I've always liked that scripture. I've always thought if we, were, if we could stay more cheered up with our soul, we would feel better all the time. I found in my own life, whenever I allow my emotions to get me, I end up feeling bad. I end up feeling tired. I end up feeling grumpy. I end up feeling like just I'd rather just sit on the couch and let the TV tell me what's going on in life. Uh, Andy Griffiths that I've watched 70 million times. 
I've watched them so much that I can, well, I can have it on for about two minutes and tell you if I've, I've seen it already. I've seen it already. Well, see, that, you, don't, you, don't, you can't stay there. You can't stay there. You've got to get out of that. You've got to get your mind on something productive. That's part of your having oh my soul. You've got to, David encouraged himself all of the time. Scripture tells us that David encouraged himself with what? The word. And he didn't have the New Testament. We've got the answer. We've got every answer we'll ever need. We've got every situation and problem solved because he's got my life and he's got your life. We've got to speak life over every wrong thought that comes along. You say, well, that's easy to do, Pastor. You're doing all right. Well, you don't live in my shoes. I don't live in your shoes. Everybody here's got stuff going on in their life. I was talking to Will for service. Will battling with diabetes and got some bad infections in his legs. I didn't know that. Now that I know that, he's got a, he's got a prayer partner. Because every time the Holy Spirit brings up Will, I'm going to say, Lord, help him with that. I can go around the room to different people I know things. We're all, we're every, everybody here. We've got a man here that's going to have to take his eye out. But, John, I'm telling you, God knows all this already. He already knows tomorrow. He already knows what you're going to go through, but he's your strength. I mean, you say, well, don't be so flippant, Pastor. I'm not being flippant. I just know that I know that I know I don't care what we're all going through. God is the source, and he's, he's the only answer. But I can't allow my soul to get so depressed and so down that I'm not worth anything for anybody. I told John today when I was talking to him, I said, yeah, well, I lost Connie two years ago, the 15th. Oh, my gosh, I'm so sorry. I said, no, I understand that. I said, it's been a tough two years, but God knows where I'm at, John. He said, yes, he does. I said, it's going to be okay. He said, yes, it will. See, he, he's a lawyer that sees this junk going on all the time in the system. And he's one of many, he's only one of many that aren't, that is trying to battle justice. But how does he get his strength? He told me today. He said, Ron, my strength only comes from the Lord in doing what I'm doing. I said, me too, bud. That's just the way it is. I don't care, I don't care where you're at in your life. Everybody has got things going on. And everybody can either die in that or go, that ain't, that's not taking me down. God knows I'm in this, and God knows what's going through me, and God knows my situation, and God's got the answer. So I'm going to believe in what he says. I'm going to do one of the Ten Commandments that Ken God was telling us. I'm just not going to let those thoughts bother me, and I'm going to believe the best, and I'm going to keep going, and I'm going to keep going. Where else do we have to go? Why grow weary in well-doing? Just keep doing and keep trusting, but we've got to recognize our soul will get us in trouble quick. We've got to recognize that it's like a good medicine. But it says a broken spirit dries the bones. We've got to be at the place of, of spending. You say, well, I don't read the word. Then I'm, I'm, I want to encourage you. You need to. I watched another movie on, on, on Pure Flix last night. I can't think of the name of it, but it's an older man that started bringing young kids in and teaching them the word. And his, his thing was, start in John. And he said, read John. And then they would talk about some stuff that was in John. And then he'd, he'd say the next day, now read John again. Keep reading John. Keep reading John. Until they got saved. And it was, it was, really, a, it was really a good movie. But 
this is the only thing. He had a, in, in the midst of the movie, he had a, a man that lived across the street, and then not till the very end, his wife had died in a car accident, and not till the very end did it come out that that man had got drunk and killed his wife in a car accident, and he was having these young kids go over and mow his yard and take care of him without the man knowing it, walked into forgiveness. And when that hit everybody, and when everybody found that out, look at the change. How do you do that? He didn't, he had to choose. I mean, the man lived right across the street. He had to choose to forgive him. The only way you can do that is to know what the word says about forgiveness in this word and know that that's where you put your soul. Lord, I choose. See, that's a, that's a choice in your soul. Lord, I choose to forgive. The man was wrong. The man was drunk. And we could go on a list of all the things that was wrong. But, Lord, I choose to forgive because you knew that car was going to hit my wife. And you knew the situation. And he didn't make it happen, but he's seen it and he, he allowed it. Well, you say, well, why? God's got a bigger picture than you'll ever have. Was it for all those teenagers that he got saved? Maybe. Who knows what it is? That's like Chris's situation. He's getting people saved. Weekly, there's people getting saved. We don't know that he's in prison just for those people that's getting saved. We, we, we can't question God. But we can't live in a wrong soulish realm. We can't, live in, we can't let our mind direct us. We can't, we can't allow getting in a bad mood to direct where we're going to go. We can't, we can't hold a grudge and be mad at somebody. We can't spend time gossiping about other people that we don't know what the truth is. I don't care what happened in life. You, nobody knows. You don't know the next person's real life of what's going on. You don't know what's really going on in their house. And even if you live in the same house, you don't know what's going on in the other person's head. You don't know that the, the things that they lived in years ago is affecting them right now. We don't know what's taking place. So we've got to be in the place of recognizing we've got to have right choices and know that God's got it. 2 Corinthians 5.21 says, You say to yourself when you've got hard times, I'm the righteousness of Christ. I am the righteousness of, of God in Christ Jesus. I am. I've been made righteous. I, I've pulled stuff that I shouldn't have pulled. I've thought things that I shouldn't have thought. I've done things that I shouldn't have done. All of us have, but I'm still righteous. I told that lady we were walking down the hall. I said, she said something about, well, God will never forgive me for some of the stuff that went on in my life. I don't know how that come up. And I said, no, 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 no. I said, I, we stopped right there. I said, no, 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 no. Wait a minute. I said, you are forgiven young lady. I call her young, but she's about about as old as I was. I said, you've been forgiven. The Bible says you was forgiven for all the stuff in the past and in the present. And I said, he knows your tomorrow. So you're already forgiven for about tomorrow. She looked at me. And by the time we got to the end of the hall, she was happy. And she was doing better. What happened? She chose to listen, not to me, but what the Word says. In her life at that moment, her name was Marge. Now that I'm thinking about it, I asked her name, and she was going in to vote. Well, she probably went in and voted completely different. I know she, I was, the reason I said communism was I was teasing them back there. Where's the communist ballot? Where's the, you know, might have been getting myself in trouble doing that, but I did it anyway. This is it. We could get raptured out of here before I get done tonight. And we say that. And, and 
Because he knows the timing of all that. I mean, Jesus don't even know when this is all going to take place. So, and everything's, there's nothing that needs to be done for that. Now, if, when Jesus comes back, they've got to put saddles on the horses yet. And they've got a lot of things they've got to do before they can come back. It's one of the things Ken said. He said, you know, there are horses in heaven. And I think he said there's no cats, but he said there are horses in heaven. <laughs> but I never even get, had, I've never given that a thought. Because I've had people say, well, there are animals in heaven. Well, yeah, Jesus is riding back on a white horse. There you go. How did you know that? By reading the answer. By knowing that you've got the answer. By knowing that this stuff that's in here is true. Everything in the Old Testament is just talking about what's coming up. And showing you what's coming up. Nehemiah showed us that we've got to have walls. But God can repair the walls. And he makes a way to, to fix the walls. But he's given us the responsibility to trust him with the walls. But we've got, to, we've got to recognize that. We've got to know this. 2 Corinthians 1, 7 says, God has not given me a spirit of fear. So when you come to that place of, of your tension rising and you're afraid about the situation, you don't go to the problem. You go to the answer. God has not given me a spirit of fear. He's given me faith. And I trust you, God, in this situation. And I know I'm going to be okay. And it's all right. Something supernatural happens to you when you start going there. And your soul gets at peace. And I don't care how bad the situation is. Your soul gets at peace. And everything's going to be all right. It's going to be all right. Romans 8.1 says, There's no condemnation in Christ Jesus. If you're ever, 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 and we all get it coming, condemned about something you did in the past, or the, you did it today, there is no condemnation in Christ Jesus. He's already forgiven us for all that stuff. He knows you're going to make mistakes. That's why he died for you. Because he knew you couldn't do it good enough. You can't do it good enough. And if you're putting yourself under law, you can't do it, folks. That's why diets never work. I don't, have, I don't care how good they say on television. I lost 75 pounds on woo-ah. No. God's got all that. We've got to come to a place of recognizing God's taking care of us. Romans, uh, Ephesians 1, 6, I am accepted in him. That one of the th I'm talking about these things that we've got to start putting our mind on. That's Ephesians 1, 6. I'm accepted in him. He, uh, he's taking care of me. He's got me. He's going to be all right. See, we've got to pay attention to what bottom line. And we're going to close. Think about what you're thinking about. Many people don't even think about what they're thinking about. They just let other people put the thoughts and they just think about those thoughts. And it don't, it, it, it don't work. It will not work for you. You've got to take the thought captive and you guys say, no, wait a minute, I'm not thinking that way. That's why you see people fuss and fight with each other. They don't want to hear somebody else's opinion because they're right. When in fact, hearing opinions are good. And then you can weigh, and you don't have to feel condemned because you don't feel like they do. They don't feel like you do. So just put your head back and go, this is how I feel. I don't believe in Jesus. Well, I do. I don't believe in healing. I do. I don't believe that he's going to take care of my needs. I do. I don't trust God anymore. I do. I'm not even going to go there with that thought. I, I respect your opinion. You want to say dumb, dumb. 
Especially when you see how he takes care of you in life. Especially when you start getting some age on you and you start recognizing how many times he's been there to get you out of the situations that you've got into. He takes care of you. He always does. See yourself. See ourselves like God sees you. God don't see me. God don't see me a mess. He does not see me a mess. I am a mess. Probably a bigger mess than you all would ever have any idea. I'm reading a book that talks about God using the weak and all the illustrations, and I'm thinking, he did with me. Couldn't even pass speech class. But he's got me up here talking like I know what I'm talking about. I don't know what I'm talking about. We've had people when the church first started, how come you guys, what, what are you doing to bring all the crowds in? We didn't know, did we, Doc? Just, we're just trying to do the best we can do, and God's just doing it. You, you can't get on the negative. You know, it's like right now our numbers are down a little bit. Well, you can't look at the, Elder Willis always told me that, don't preach to the empty seats, they're not hearing you. It's so true. You know, we would love for this place to be jam-packed. Why? Because the more we get the word in people, the more they're going to change their families and their, the society around them. That, that's just, we are, we're all here for each other. But if everybody here has a messed up soul, nobody, everybody's just going to be gossips. So we got to each one have the responsibility of, oh, my soul, and getting it straight so that you're a blessing to the people beside you. So you're a blessing to the one you come in contact with. So you're a blessing to the ones you walk in the hall. So you're a blessing to the ones you see at the voting. So you're a blessing at the grocery store. So you're a blessing to people at Walmart. You're not just going in and getting your stuff. You're watching for the opportunity. Your soul is doing this. Your mind is watching for the opportunity. You've got to train it to. Watch the opportunity just to be nice to somebody. Just to be nice to the lady that's been standing there eight hours passing goods by the Ding, ding. Could you imagine hearing that all day? Ding, ding. Ding, ding. A kind word comes from a soul that's at rest. Not somebody that's only thinking about their self. We've got to come to a place of recognizing God's God. We've got to trust him in every, every, every situation in our life. We see it. Then we go, okay, God, I don't have a clue how to fix this, but you do. And you can and you will. And if you give him time and stand in faith, it's a promise he's going to take care of it. Last one I got wrote down. Relax. <laughs> Makes life so much better if you just relax. You see the problem and you go, ah. I mean, I've seen people just get all upset about their yard getting tall and I've got to get it cut, I've got to get it cut, I've got to get it cut. I keep my place nice, but I'm not going to lose sleep over it. Because that puts my soul in the wrong place. That's why I, I've always been able to sleep. You give me 37 seconds and I'll be asleep no matter where I lay down. And that's not because I'm tired right now. That's because that's just what it's always been for me. I used to go home at dinner when Connie was alive. And I'd say, I'm taking, wake me up in five minutes. Or wake me up in ten minutes. And I'd just lay down on the floor and I'd be out. How to do that? I had to train my soul to shut up. How many woke up thinking about things that's going on? All you got to do is pray, and you'll go right back to sleep. Because the enemy wants you to be up and be tired. He don't like you. He's a deceiver. He's got inroads. He's got the gates are down. 
we've got to build the gates back up and protect ourselves and trust ourselves. Let's stand up just a minute. Father, I thank you. Everybody that's here, everybody that watched this by internet, Father, we thank you that you are the answer to our life. And Father, we don't want to be at the place where we're complaining and griping and grumbling and living in a soulish realm that's not producing anything. We want to be in a realm where we're, we're drawing from the vine. We're drawing life every day with every thought to where all we do is think right thoughts. All we do is go right direction because you had trained us and you have helped us to be strong in you, knowing that you're the answer to every situation and every circumstance in our life, Father. We thank you for it, Father, every one of us. We thank you, Lord, for everything that's going on. We give you all the praise, Father, in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Call you blessed. You've got about nine minutes before the youngins come pulling through. You need prayer for anything, we'll be up here.